Make the most of your me time with sensational hair products from Method. The new range of shampoos and conditioners will leave your hair looking shiny and feeling healthy. From pure peace, infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein, to simply nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter. And daily zen with calming cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower with Method and reconnect with the best version of yourself. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. Hi, I'm Patton Oswalt. And I'm Meredith Salinger. And we welcome you to our podcast, Did You Get My Text? I think they clearly did. Yeah. We are a married couple. We live in a house together, but we rarely talk. However, we text all day. So this is our chance to go over all the stuff we've texted each other, the news articles, the stories, the anecdotes, and we're all going to get up to speed. So, wow, what an eventful week and a half uh, this has been. I went to Prague for a job um, and texted my uh, texted Meredith eight hours ahead of time. Uh, we were constant. One of us was constantly sleepy. The other one had constantly just woken up. Uh, yeah, it was we not barely, a good back and forth. <laughs> no, it was really not a good back and forth. And then the FaceTimes were even worse. One of us was either had just woken up or like I would wake up super early at like 6 a.m. And then I would FaceTime her just as she well, was the, about to Listen, sleep, the good thing about it was when you text each other, mm-hmm. you can always read it at your leisure. That's why texting that is, is so true. great because you don't you actually know, have to I, have a conversation. You just get there at your own But time. I like to see you every day. So okay, it was, please, it go was, ahead. It was so a little annoying. Prague, to what have, happened? Yeah. Well, what Prague itself was really nice. I was there so short. I didn't really get a chance to do. It was just there to work and go home. The thing that was weird, and I didn't really text you about this because it didn't hit me till later, uh, is when you take these international flights, which apparently you fly over the top of the world. You don't just go across the Atlantic. You they you kind of go over the top of the planet. I guess that's shorter. What are you and, talking about? You go over the top of the planet. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, like, you kind of like go Richard over Branson the, up in space hitting. No, what are you no, talking it's like about? you kind of you go over like the Arctic Circle, like that. You take that it's route. It's just a different than, direction. You're not going over a planet. No, but you're all. I'm I'm just saying you're not. To, in my mind, I'm like, oh, we're just going to go across the Atlantic and then land in Prague. But we. You're like up I in went, the stars. I went across. I I I I flew over went Santa's workshop. Is what I'm saying. Okay. And um, so when you're but when you're flying uh, and it's this long, you know, 11 hour flight, they give you um, pajamas to wear. <gasps> oh, you flight. sent me a picture of yourself with those you, pajamas, and you looked actually. They those are like the best fitting pajamas I've ever seen yeah. you in, and you actually looked quite stylish. Kind of chocolatey brown pajamas with a white collar, and but they um, fit you perfectly. They did fit me perfectly and they were pretty comfy. However, uh, I slept very badly on the flight, A, because it was so turbulent. It was like being in a rock polisher. It was just nonstop shaking. But also all I kept thinking was, 
if because I noticed a lot of other people were not putting the pajamas on. I immediately got in my pajamas to go to sleep. <laughs> and then everyone else. How do you just change together. on an airplane? How do you change into pajamas? Go into the restroom. Well, is it big enough to change in? Normally, you have to like stand like like. I mean, it's cramped, booth. but you got to do it. It's like it's you, you pretend you're Harry Houdini escaping. Was it more uncomfortable to change into pajamas than to just wear your regular clothes? Well, here's the thing. I thought, well, I'm gonna I want to show up refreshed and to be able to do a really good job. So, so pajamas gonna are going to be more refreshing. The pajamas will help me. However, I had all these anxiety nightmares while I was half sleeping and never really getting into full sleep. I had these weird half nightmares about the the plane crashing in the Arctic Ocean and everyone else is in their clothes and shoes and jackets and I'm the one guy in, in pajamas, pajamas and footies and I, you're like, well, <laughs> I'm the first one to get eaten by polar bears or eaten by the other passengers to stay alive. Like I, and so then when I came back- Why, and, why, and, why would the pajamas be more delicious looking? I, I looked like a, yeah, I'm like, I looked like a giant milk dud. They were, they were dark <laughs> chocolatey brown. I either look like a giant milk dud or like a roasted game hen. Like I just look delicious. <laughs> I like they didn't have to make that leap of like imagining me as a roast chicken and chasing me around. I was ready to go. Okay. And um, so I got really, really panicky about that. Um, and then uh, on the way back, I did not, the, I, I flew back on British Airways and they gave us pajamas on that flight and I did not wear them. I stayed in my clothing. And then were you I embarrassed because you were the only one who did it on the first flight. And you're like, oh, not the cool kids aren't doing this, but I'm going to do it. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it because I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> no, it wasn't like I'm the one guy that showed up to a party in a costume and no one else had a costume <laughs> on. No, no. I, I just like I was literally thinking in terms of practicality. And then I thought even deeper about a that's pretty aspirational first thinking you're going to survive the plane crash, that you'll be alive somehow, pajamas or no pajamas. And then B, even if I am in my clothes and my shoes and my jacket, that I have any, that I'm fooling myself, that I have any kind of survival skills or endurance or, um, you know, uh, ways, knowledge to keep myself alive after a plane crash when I'm in a frozen wasteland. I so no I may as well have just put understanding the pajamas of on. how the pajamas is going to get you killed before everybody else. I don't understand that leap. My in, in my mind, in my paranoid mind, the leap was that I if I sur survive the plane crash, which again was that is in itself is ridiculous. You are not going to survive the plane crash. The plane goes you never down. Know. Yeah, especially if in the Arctic Ocean, it's better that you just die. You know, it's better that you die. You die. But what does the I, pajama thing fit in here? How because I can't. I don't have shoes on. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am needier than everyone. I need special help. I need to be carried or like, I can't walk on the snow because you don't like have shoes. everyone else. And yeah, and then so people so have to Anyone go, who took their shoes off, you're saying, it's not the pajamas, it's the shoes. I guess, but even then the pajamas were so thin and I just felt like if I, um, if I'm there, they're the one, I'm the one that they have to go, we have to leave him behind to die for the good of the party, for the good of the okay. many. We've got to leave Anyway, you got to trip. Prague. Alive. I got to Prague and put, alive. And you clearly put a coat on at some point. What was the weather there? The weather was actually very warm and hot. It was not, it wasn't that misty cold Prague that, that the, all the romantics write about, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a Kafka Prague. It was a very sweaty, summery, um, velvet revolution Prague. That was, that I was. Um, I love the fact that you actually invited me to come with you and I totally would have, 
But when you go for work and you fly somewhere, especially somewhere far away with a different time zone, if you're not going for more than four days, it's pointless to go because the first day you're all travely and jet laggy. Then you do a day of work. Maybe you get to see one thing and then you fly home. It's so not worth going. I was essentially there a day and a half. So I was like, yeah, Yeah. you were smarter to stay home. So there was no point. Always smarter. Well, okay. um, but yeah, that, I so saw you was, just we're doing this over Zoom. We're not sitting next to each other, although I imagine if we were sitting next to each other, you would have given me the eye roll. Yeah, that you just same did. same thing. Yeah, I'm not doing I'm not doing it because and by the way, it's doing this over Zoom. She's upstairs and I'm downstairs right now. I have that is true. So it wasn't He's like just, I was protecting myself from like, why doing didn't this we and, do it sitting next to each other this time? I don't know. Cause you didn't I, cause, want to. I said, hey, let's record a podcast. And you're like, well, you're, no, you're I have work to do. And then the second you got leg and-, and then the second you got downstairs, you texted me and said, Hey, let's do the Zoom. Send me let's do a podcast. Send me the Zoom link. And I'm thinking, I literally just said to you five seconds ago, let's do the Zoom. I mean, let's do the podcast in my room. And you were like, No. Yeah. Mm. I, hey, you know, I'm fickle and I'm I'm uh, whimsical. So but anyway, <laughs> like, uh and also, and, and delusional, thinking that, oh, well, you know, the thing that would have, the thing that would have uh, doomed me uh, after an Arctic plane crash is the fact that I'm in pajamas. If I had been in my sneakers and, and jeans and t-shirt, oh, absolutely, I would have been ready to take on the elements. Completely delusional. Yeah, that's silly. Yes, very silly. So what happened in Prague? Uh, I no, I mean, like, why did you want to talk about Prague? I just wanted to talk about the flight and and my delusion about oh, the plane okay. crashing. <clears throat> that was the that was the topic I wanted to cover. Oh well, I like that yeah. topic. Oh good. And I liked seeing you in the pajamas. <laughs> and perhaps we'll post on Instagram a picture of you in those cute little pajamas. In my in my Lufthansa chocolate brown pajamas. Did you keep those? No. Oh, honey, they fit you perfectly. Yeah. Were they, they really just, bad quality? Yeah. And also, I had just been in a sealed plane uh, with all these other strangers. And I'm like, I, if I brought them home, even if I washed them, I'm bringing home a big thing of COVID. So what's the point? Right. I didn't want to bring a, a big pile of germs back. And, and, and by the way, look, I don't want to get off on a rant. I will try to make this funny and light. I'll make it very, very quick. Um, I love living in California. We are a very progressive, very forward thinking state. Um, but however, uh, with a lot of that progressiveness uh, and, um, uh, maybe a health centric organic uh, lifestyle comes a lot of weirdness. And for some reason, California is uh, spiking again uh, with COVID with the Delta variant. And it's because of all of these people. I don't know if the, uh, if the vaccines for me, man, I don't First know. First of all, that is not just a California. Uh, that's not a California no, thing. I know that's it's an everywhere. entire over the world thing. Every there, but, there's uh, a lot of people who are saying um, they're concerned about getting the vaccination and da, da 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 And that's why the Delta variant is is suddenly a whole thing because the vaccinated, if it would have stopped it mutating, if everyone yep. had been vaccinated, it wouldn't find a host to mutate into. Exactly. So yeah. And also, so it's the, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. The half oh measures have given us this new super strain. And, um, and, and again, now... Uh, people are digging in, the, the anti-vaxxers are digging in even harder, which means there'll be some other mutant strain beyond Delta that we're not Can even I just say something yet. just po- politically very quickly? This will be a two-second yeah. rant. Go ahead. Every uh, state where the governor or someone is not promote is is telling its people, like, you don't have to get the vaccine. Fuck, you know, screw those people, those liberals who, 
all those governors have all gotten the vaccine. It's so funny to me. Trump got the vaccine. Everybody, all politicians, anyone of import uh, in the upper echelons who who make rules, they're all vaccinated. And it's so funny to me that their constituents um, are like, yeah, we don't have to get the vaccine. And they're the ones getting sick and they're the ones that are dying. And I don't think the Republicans actually care about their people. They don't. Well, because if they did, there'd be they'd say, look, there's a child tax credit coming your way to help you that we're going to fix schools with this and that. They just don't care about the people. Although here's here's my paranoid head kicking in. It makes me wonder, have these politicians seen something coming on the horizon in terms of the food supply or the environment where-, where And they want to get rid of some people. They've been told so like, them. We, we, like 80% of people need to die or the whole planet goes. So that's why they're doing the whole, okay, give me the shot. And then I'll tell these idiots not to get the shot. And we can right. like, lose and some of those. Also- Because by the way, and, and I'm saying this without 100% clarification, but I know it's true and it's going to end up being true. Right. Every single host on Fox News is vaccinated and was vaccinated immediately before anyone else. They are, it's going to come out. They're all vaccinated. Yeah. And all their mistresses have had abortions and (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I just wonder to what end, to what end do these people promote like they are, oh, pro-life, right to life, all this stuff. And then once you're born, they don't help you in any possible way. They make no social safety net. That's their theory. No social safety net. Do it yourself. But this baby get her, better get born. Even if you can't afford it, you're not ready for it. You're too young to raise it. All those things. They don't care. But to what end? What do they want? They want masses of people who are uneducated, but for what to for why so that there's well, maybe, this bigger divide why why do they want all these people? maybe it's a function of like let's here, here's an analogy like when i have some big writing assignment that i have to do or some creative endeavor and i'm so i don't know where to start because it's it just seems so massive to me i'll just go reorganize my bookshelves in alphabetical order or i'll fold lot like i'll find a task that i can actually do and i think a lot of these people look at the world where there is poverty there is um, uh, inequality and, and lack of, of education. And it seems so mad, like I can't fix that, but I can make sure every baby gets born because of some weird thing I made up in the Bible that, you know, even though in the Bible, God is constantly aborting uh, children. Um, he yeah, is. he's, he, oh my, th- there's a whole section where um, these, I think the Saracen women have their fetuses like cut out of their wombs in some battle what? and god god approves of that like it's just he did say yes it's all in the bible and and i know a lot of people are probably going to say you don't know what you're talking about the bible and god um these are these are just a few of the instances of um uh, kids being killed or pregnant women being ripped open with god's approval in the bible <laughs> book of hosea uh, women ripped Is open it Hosea? By un- Josiah. No. Josiah? I, honey, I have no idea. Well, but I don't know if it's do Hosea. I. Well, all I know is that uh, pregnant women are ripped open by unidentified attackers and God gives a big thumbs up. Uh, Why? And then, what, were they bad ladies? <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> did they do something wrong? Were well, they what were they? What were they wearing? You know, I oh, mean, who oh, knows? How, was it the women's much, fault? Believe how women. much do they have to drink? We don't know. Uh, and then kids get murdered in numbers... Midianite children get killed. In Deuteronomy, both Heshbonite and Bashanite kids get killed. And then Babylonian kids get killed in Psalms and Isaiah. 
Why? All with God's approval. So why they get please? Killed? Oh, I guess. And then during Passover, it's like send the angel of death to kill all the Egyptians' kids, but yeah. don't kill our kids, the right. Jewish kids. Exactly. But yeah. but but also God is super anti-abortion for some reason. So anyway, I no, just wanted to throw not, that though, right? in there. Did they even talk about abortion in the Bible? I don't even think no, they did. They didn't even no, have a thing but, for but it back then. They, no, they don't talk about abortion, but they <clears> sure <throat> talk about killing kids a lot with God being okie dokie with it. So yeah, I just it's, it's, a, it's a pick and choose what you want to believe is, from the Bible. Yeah, it's a to pick choose and your choose. own adventure. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. But what oh, I'm saying is who knew? it's it's a thing that they can go, well, I made sure that these little babies all got born. Um, but uh and then after and then that, I'm like, done. well, I, I did my, my part, but yeah. yeah, because everything else is too big. So it's me going, well, I arranged all my books. Like, did you finish the thing you had to write? I'll, I'll get to it, but I had to do these books first. Right. Well, that's our rant about politics. Um, <laughs> stay tuned for more fascinating topics between <laughs> Meredith Salinger and Pat Oswalt, and we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, we are both very excited to tell you about funny things that happened <laughs> this week as we are both <laughs> working on different projects. Um, Patton was filming a period piece that takes place what year, babe? In the 70s. In the uh, 70s. It takes place in the 70s, which means uh, nonstop smoking. Everyone in the 70s smoked, smoked, smoked. My my movie takes place present day. So you go back in time and you tell your story, boo-boo. Well, it's not so much about the movie. It's about the fact that the scene that I, I, I did like six hours of work where my character just chain smokes and everyone around me is chain smoking. So it's the air is filled with cigarette smoke. I am inhaling cigarette smoke. And we didn't use that herbal shit. We were, it was real unfiltered 70 cigarettes. Oh, um, unfiltered. Oh boy. So um, uh, yeah, we were going at it, man. And um, And I hate, I hate cigarette smoke. I hate the smell of it. I don't think... Smoking, especially in my big fat head, looks stupid. I know that for some. Oh my people, god! First of all, that's not true. You texted me a picture of yourself in your wardrobe with your cigarette, and you've never looked cuter. And I kind of want you to be that guy for the rest of your life. Ugh, no, you don't. Um, some people have those great angular faces and looks great smoking. I my face looks like a, a pumpkin that someone put a lollipop in. So disagree. Um, just, mm, anyway, all day I'm smoking, 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 and then I come home and I I I brush my teeth like twenty times and took a shower and. I think I burned, you know, well, no, I didn't burn my clothes because my I left my wardrobe there, but I just smelled like cigarettes and it was really gross. And then the next day I could still taste the cigarettes, even though it was gross to me. I, every now and then I got these little twinges like, oh, I'd actually like a cigarette. Like it was that. Or oh, were you like, I'd love that- a cup of coffee and a hamburger because that really goes well with a cigarette. I'm not telling anyone to smoke. I'm not condoning no. anything. I too think cigarette smoke is disgusting. That being said, Sometimes it goes well with a coffee and a hamburger. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. So I was like, I, oh, I understand where cigarette and tobacco and nicotine addiction comes from. Like, cause it stayed, the nicotine stayed with me the next day and I could, 
taste it. And then I went back to just the ritual of the, the flicking open the zipper and, you know, tapping a, a cigarette out of the pack. And so that, that whole ritual, I could see how that ritual could become something I would sink into it very sucks easily. Because in right the old there. days when they were showing people smoking on TV and in ads, mm-hmm. it really does look cool. Mm. Like it does. The people who Go did watch. it, the movie stars, they're just so good looking and they look good doing it. And it is terrible. And the first movie I ever did, um, I had to, to, I also had to smoke. I was 14 years old and mm-hmm. I had to smoke this. It took place in the 1930s. So the cigarettes were um, hand rolled. Well, unfiltered. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to smoke. And this is a great story. I, first of all, on set, they gave me that unfiltered cigarette and I mm-hmm. took a, I took a puff of it and because it's unfiltered, like all the tobacco bits like got in my mouth. So when you watch this scene, it's, it's in the movie, the journey of Natty again, when you see that scene, me smoking, you can see me like going like that, trying to, trying to like spit out the little bits of tobacco that weren't filtered in. And then all my friends at school. So this is no longer on the movie, but this is a funny story. And I don't know if I told my mom this story and she's probably listening to this podcast and I'm going to get in big trouble, but um, in school, it's like, oh man, you want to say, like, everybody's trying to be naughty and cool. Don't smoke kids. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, my mom used to say to me, if you ever want to smoke, talk to me first. I don't want you getting something from a stranger, blah, 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 blah. And so I tested my theory and I was like, okay. I mean, I, I tested her sincerity is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I went up to her and I was like, mom, I want to try a cigarette. And she's like, all right, let's go. And she drove me to the market and she mm-hmm. said, pick whatever cigarette you want. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about anything. So, of course, did I tell the story already? I feel like I've told the story. Think, no, I haven't heard. I don't think oh. I've even heard it. Really? No. Oh, I went to the market and I was like, um, well, I only knew about Marlboro Reds, which mm-hmm. I guess are like the gnarliest hardcore cigarettes. Yeah. And so she bought me that. We bought them and we went home. And I said, okay, mom, teach me how to smoke. And she goes, she goes, here, take it. And she gave it to me and she goes, okay, now light it. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to smoke. And she's like, I said, well, how do you do it? And she's like, you put it in your mouth and then you go (laughs) and like take the biggest (laughs) inhale you can possibly inhale. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And of course, coughing like insane. It hurt my lungs. Why on earth would anybody do this? I ran Mm -hmm. to my bathroom. I'm like trying to wash my mouth with water and swallow water to fix it. Who knows? Anyway, I was like, oh my God, mommy, that was terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, see that that, that's what smoking's about. But her whole goal was to get me to be disgusted by it, Mm -hmm. which I was. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, throw them away, throw them away. And so she threw them in the trash can in the kitchen. And I was like, that was terrible. And then everybody went to bed. And at night, I snuck into the kitchen (laughs) and I went to the trash can and I took out the pack of cigarettes. And the next day at school, I was like, you guys, I have cigarettes. Like, I'm so cool. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it's not cool. Don't smoke, kids. And then all my friends were like, oh, my God. And then blah, 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 blah. That being said, I hate cigarettes. When I went off to college, all of my roommates were smoking cigarettes. All of them. They all smoked. I think smoking is disgusting. And I used to say to them. Cause we had, everyone had their own bedroom, but there was like a common room and they'd all smoke in the common room. And I was like, you guys, can you just not smoke in the common room? Can you smoke in your own rooms? And then they're like, fine. And then they all went into my friend Jen's room and then they all uh-huh. smoked. And then I'm sitting in the common room by myself. And I'm like, well, this isn't any fun. So then I'm like, <laughs> fine, you guys can come out. And then suddenly 
I don't know. I didn't smoke all through college. And then when I got home, I was like, maybe I should try this again. But yeah, you, I don't so like did cigarettes. did you ever smoke? For like a split second. Like if I was at a party and someone had a cigarette, I would try it, mm. but I would never buy my own. And I really, really am very anti-cigarettes. I mean, I'm I, there were like some of the scenes I had dialogue and I'm, I'm holding the lit cigarette in my hand. You can like gesture with it and you leave a little trail of smoke. Like there's something kind of, and especially like, you know, I love watching old Mars, especially out of the past has some of the best cigarette smoke exhale work you have ever seen on. Well, yeah, all on. those old cool black and white movies, everybody yeah. looks but cool. The way, like they it, literally, but in, out of the past, especially it's almost like they lit it to capture the smoke curling up. So when you, when you see Mitchum and, and uh, uh, Kirk Douglas, like exhaling and it just, it, it's like part of the scenery. It's so gorgeous. The one thing I do say to all of my, the kids in my life, all of my, I have nieces ranging from like five years old to 26. Mm -hmm. And when I always say to them regarding smoking, I was like, listen, it is so cool to be the one who doesn't smoke. And I'll tell you why, because everyone who smokes, nobody goes, mm, that looks delicious. I want to mm -hmm. smoke and nobody likes it the first time they do it. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. The first you're inhaling smoke into your lungs. It's not a pleasant yeah. thing Sucks. until you get used to it and like it eventually. So I say to all my nieces, I'm like, listen, anyone you see who smokes thought they were trying to be, they were trying to be cool at the very beginning, the first time they did it. And so if you're already cool, you don't have to try to be cool. Mm -hmm. So by you not smoking, it makes people go, oh, my God, she's so confident. She doesn't have to try to be cool. She's already cool. And I would tell that to all the kids in my life. And they all were like, that's right. Because I remember when I was young, there was one girl who was super cool. And there'd be parties. And she's like, no, I'm good. I don't want it. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so cool. Because she said no. Right. And so that's yeah. what I tell to all the kids in my life. Like, don't smoke. It's so stupid. And it is the opposite. It's clearly the insecure people who try it, right. not the secure people. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's like I don't like smoking. I think the cigarette companies are evil, but I now I understand where the addiction and the appeal comes from. I obviously think there should be more gun regulations. I also belong to a gun. I'm a member at a gun firing range because firing guns is kind of fun. I don't own any guns. At a range. The, at a range at a for range, fun. And I just bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I do not have any illusions about if I were armed, I would step up in a situation and and save the day, I would cower and be terrified. I mean- that's, Oh, I that's, would save the day. <clears throat> oh, not me. I, I, look, I had by the way, all these people that, all these all these gun nuts have these fantasies about, there were a school shooting and I had, I was armed, I would run in there and be- Yeah, no. And, and what they're secretly terrified is, is um, uh, that there's that one security guard who was armed and didn't go in and stop the school shooting and Trump was- Yeah, because he's scared for on him. Yeah, because my dad, Again, my dad was in Vietnam. He's like, we had machine guns and pistols and grenades. And when shooting started, everyone froze and tried to figure out what was going on first. They didn't just stand up and go, let's get them. You gunfire is loud and scary that it's designed to be that way. So, you know, th that this whole fantasy of when the shooting starts, I'm slapping leather. No, you're not. You're going to freeze, maybe pee a little hide for a while and then figure out what's going on. That's what you would do. Well, I love the fact that you did that movie and I love that you looked cool smoking. <laughs> well, I love that you sent me pictures of you on set. You texted me those cool pictures of you and your doctor scrubs. I know, I looked very Always official. I, no, no, yes. no, they're not doctor scrubs. Actually, they're they're nurse scrubs. And when I got to oh. set and they were, they're like, okay, here are the scrubs for you to choose from. Um, they had like green and blue 
And, and I said, um, wait, don't different color scrubs mean different things. Like don't green scrubs mean surgeon and blue scrubs mean nurse or something like that. Anyway, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I think that they all mean something differently. But the funny thing about having just, there were two funny things that happened. First of all, the producer of this movie was my, it happens to be my old agent from a million years ago, who was like my brother. He was my agent for like a million years when I was at William Morris. And, um, he was one of the producers and it was really fun hanging out with him. And I had also run into my old manager and the two of them had worked together Mm-hmm. from like the time I graduated college for like 15 years, they were like my brothers. We did all this. They were great. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is at one point um, I had, did I tell you the story about how my manager had told me that I needed to get, take acting class? Did I tell that story? No. Oh, Yikes. at one point he said something to me along the lines of, Hey, you know, you haven't booked a job in a while. Maybe you need to go back and take acting class. And I'm like, what? I pride myself on being a good actress. Like I didn't just move here from Texas because I was pretty. Like I actually started when I was young because I care and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I think you should take acting class. We just, uh, just to see blah, blah, blah. And it just happened to be at that time when Fen Fen, that drug, we didn't talk oh, about Lord. this. Um, no. I anyway, there was this drug that made everybody bad, super skinny. A lot of my friends had some bad run-ins with that Fen Fen. You were using that? Oh yeah. I looked oh. fucking amazing. And your heart was <laughs> being shredded listen i'm very sad that a lot of people had heart problems from that but i was devastated when they took it off the market because i'd never been skinnier but the point of that is yes i did it for like a year or maybe i don't know six months or something like that right and i was booking everything like every single job i went out on it was like you booked that pilot you booked that pilot everything and my manager was like see i told you you should take acting class. And I was like, I didn't take acting class, motherfucker. I took fucking pills. I took amphetamine, sir. I did not take acting class. I took speed. Yeah. And then by the way, I was like, I was so skinny. And I just remember my mom being like, you look gorgeous. And like being so proud of me for being so skinny. And I'm like, mom, I'm basically like she had, she was so warped about her feelings about me being so super skinny. Anyway, yeah. I love my mom. She just wanted the best for me. Um, um, she just wants the best for me. She's still around wants. people and she's probably listening to this podcast. Mom, I'm not Very dissing much you. still around. Yeah. Anyway, the whole point of the story was to say that I had run into my manager and we were talking about the old days and how then uh, they weren't my man. Uh, they stopped being my team after a while and I was working with other people. And then at one point I was like, you know what? I want my old team again. I want to go back to my manager. And I called him up mm-hmm. and I was like, Eric, I really, <clears throat> I really miss you. We were such a good team. And he's like, I know it's just, you know, it's really like giving me the rigmarole. Basically like, I love you with all my heart, but it's too hard to represent women. And your age group is not getting parts right now. And it would take too much. Like it was a whole thing. Right. But he was representing a dude who had just gone to jail for shooting someone. And I was like, you still <laughs> represent him. You're not going to represent me like the dude's in fucking jail. Right. Anyway, he's like, yeah, but he's great. I'm like, I know he's great. I'm great, too. He's like, yeah, but he books everything because there's always a part for him. There's always a part for. And I was like, just furious. Anyway. Hey, Patton, do you want to listen to a voicemail from one of our listeners? Do I? Oh, my goodness. Let's hear it. I've been a fan of Patton Oswalt since he was a kid, and I'm a little irritated 
with him because of the cauliflower thing. They're not tricking us into eating cauliflower, Patton. It's a choice. It's a decision. Because you know what? Cauliflower mashed potatoes don't taste exactly like mashed potatoes. They also don't raise your blood sugar to the point where you're now storing fat like real potatoes. And so I decided that if I only eat mashed potatoes that are made of only cauliflower, guess what? In a month or two, that's the only mashed potatoes I know. And I was right. And that is the only mashed potatoes I know. And they don't spike my blood sugar. And when I don't spike my blood sugar, I don't add fat. It's a choice. I'm grateful. You need to quit being mean to cauliflower, please. I mean, at least bring this up, dude, because I love you, even if you don't, no matter what. Bye. All right. Let me just say something. First of all, yeah, she loves you. She, yes. She clearly loves you. And Ever she since sh- I was a little kid, which is a little weird. Yeah, I thought maybe she was talking about me for a second because I people have known my stuff since I was a kid, but what I have they known burst, about you? I didn't burst onto the scene until I was 19. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe that's being a little kid. Oh, yeah, it is. Maybe but it is. anyway, she didn't say her name, but I want to comment on a few things. Okay. First of all, I love the way she said, what? Yeah, she has a great voice. That accent was fabulous, mm. and she had a little bit of a rasp to it. I loved it. I liked her rasp. So yeah. Patton... Stop being mean to cauliflower. Okay, first off, uh, I'm sorry that I was mean to your boyfriend, cauliflower. Um, and congratulations on having uh, better visualization and willpower skills than I do. You were able to do two things that I am not able to do um, because I hold grudges longer than you do. I hold the grudge of being told that cauliflower rice is rice or it's mashed potatoes. What I'm saying is she was giving me a strategy as to how to push through and get past. But what I'm saying is my resentment is stronger than your uh, hopeful visualization skills. So don't try to rescue me. Leave me in my misery. Um, I'm going to be down here in the valley of hatred against cauliflower. Don't take it personally. Well, I thought what was interesting that she said was after a month of having cauliflower mashed potatoes or whatever, Mm -hmm. that now that's all she knows. But it's not true because she has had real mashed potatoes. And so she does know both. So that's a little bit not true. No, no, no. No, that is true. What I'm saying is she clearly has deeper control of herself and is able to go, this is what I think of as mashed potatoes now. Whereas I can never let go of the initial resentment and anger that I felt uh, when I was first given uh, cauliflower rice or cauliflower potatoes. And I never will. Well, I would like to say that I actually was amazed by how she shifted her tone, whereas at first you were like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. And then it's like, I'm just kidding around, I love you. And then it was like, but seriously, folks. And then it was like, no, just kidding, you guys are the best. Feel free to leave us a message on our SpeakPipe account if you have something interesting that you want to ask or tell us, and you might be able to hear it on the show. (laughs) All right, let's take a break and talk about something great from our sponsors or somebody. So, um, Meredith, uh, through a friend, uh, got delivered to the house a new piece of exercise equipment. This is a well, trampol- what is this thing called? Okay, my not best just friend. Just a trampoline. Well, no, it's not a trampoline. We have a huge trampoline for Alice to jump on. No, right. this is a mini rebounder. It's called a rebounder, oh, the, and it's great rebounder. for the lymphatic system, and it's great exercise, and it's super great for you. And my best friend, Ever Carradine, 
um, is she does this this workout on a rebounder all the time. She mm-hmm. says it's the greatest thing ever. And she's always like, Meredith, do it with me. And I'm like, uh, can I have a bowl of ice cream instead? <laughs> so finally, she's like, seriously, I'm getting you one. So she called this guy, Steve, and he's the nicest guy in the world. And he gave me right. one because he's like, your friend wants to help you get healthy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And so he um, gave it to me. And it really, really is fun, honey. If you put music on, it's super fun. That being said, so you've I have used such- it. Yeah, I used it, but you got to put a jog bra on when you're using this thing because the bouncy bouncy on the big boobs is, you know, it's a whole thing. Anyway, it's super fun. And if you put a song on and he said, and if you're super tired, instead of grabbing a cup of coffee, jump on the trampoline and you'll get energized. And guess what? The other day I had to go to work and I was so tired and I was like, I'm just going to see if what he said is true. And so I jumped on the trampoline to one of my favorite songs and I was like, oh. I did get a little boost of energy just there. That is yeah. good. All right. But I know well, what you're going to say right now. <laughs> yeah, it is It is in the room that has our elliptical in it. And I'm telling you, it is just in the, I feel like, here's how it, what I feel like that room is. Because the elliptical is covered in dust. No, and, it is not. Mm, I haven't, we haven't used it in a long time. Okay, stop it. You haven't Don't used it in a long time. Dep- I have never used we it. We haven't. <laughs> All right, we'll never use it. So there you go. And I'm. Just, I just feel like this, uh, rebounder showed up at the house like that's right I'm gonna help these people get healthy and then it just got put in this room with this old veteran elliptical covered in desk going ah kid you're gonna learn let me tell you I know you I was like you once I was all full of optimism and, and fire that I was gonna help these humans get all uh, trim and toned and let me tell you something, kid. You're gonna, I, you're gonna, and you're gonna end up drying out shirts just like I do. So, like, it's well, like the old veteran cop and the young one trying to thinking he's gonna make a difference. The old one's like, "Wait, let's just shoot them all and let God well, sort them out." You're not gonna do anything, kid. Well, because this was like a gift, um, mm-hmm. because Ever hooked me up with this free trampoline. The guy was so nice when he brought it over, and he's mm-hmm. like, "In three months." You're going to look like this. And and I'm like, oh, shit, that means like I just I just promised him. I was like, I promised him. And he, and uh-huh. now I feel like, oh, God, I have to send him a picture of the improvement in three months. And oh uh, and so now I feel obligated to do it. And you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing when somebody <laughs> forces you to do it. So Steve at Jump Sport, thank you for the amazing rebounder. And I promise you I'm going to do it. And it's going to make me feel energized. And Patton. Mm. You're getting one too, and you have to do it also. Oh boy! But we'll do so it without gonna, us. So, so we're gonna we're gonna break the spirit of two rebounders, is what you're saying? No, we're gonna do you're it gonna and be break good people their and like try. Spirit. Yeah, well, we're gonna well, try. Look, the thing is, if I start now, I'm I'm having a Toy Story mentality about this. If I start using the rebounder, I then that's gonna break the ellipticals heart. Like I gotta give baby the do both. Respect. Do both. Let's just be those people, you and I, the uh, us two little hobbits. Let's be the people that make <laughs> that make the supermodels jealous that we're totally like, look Ugh. at us. We started out as hobbits, and now look at us. We are fucking gorgeous. Now we're slightly <laughs> more toned hobbits. <laughs> and yeah, we will never uh, not be hobbits. I just last night. Pretzels and la- oh my god, Patton. Speaking of hobbits, last night. Holy shit. We went, you guys, this is a good story. You're going to love this. Well, it's not that great of a story, but I hope you like it. <laughs> I don't Look, it like was that. good for us. It anyway, was here we go. Last night, 
it was the first premiere we have been to in 475 years. Honestly, we didn't even, we hadn't even been to a premiere since before COVID hit. I think it's yeah. been like two years since we've been out in we public. We were very them. fortunate to get invited to the Ted Lasso premiere. Yeah, we, we are huge fans and nerds of that show. And so um, we, we, we made, we have friends on that show and they were nice enough to invite us to the premiere yes. of their second season. However, the, and it was really cool. The premiere of the second season was on a rooftop of a parking garage, but they turned it into a huge soccer field because the show, nice. football, football, football. Um, they made it, it was so fun. And they were handing out things that you would get at a sporting event, like hot dogs and hamburgers and popcorn. And then they had a little bag of M&Ms, but they weren't M&Ms. You know, the show takes place in London. So so the popcorn was like London-y, you know, it had like, it was malt flavored, malt vinegar, malt not just vinegar, salt. Yeah. And yeah. then um, the M&Ms were, not, they weren't Smarties, but they were like fake M&Ms. They were little balls mm -hmm. and they were blue to look like the soccer ball and the color of the show. <laughs> I think we were sitting, we were standing talking to random people, yeah. eating the stuff. I was super starving and I was like, oh, yum, little M&Ms. M&Ms don't turn your tongue blue, but apparently these little balls did. And I was yep. just eating them and eating them and eating them and I'm talking to Patton and I'm talking to the people at the table. And then I get up and I see an old friend of mine, this actor, his name's Todd Stashwick, super nice guy. And I'm like, Todd, oh my God, I haven't seen you in forever. And he goes, oh my God, your tongue is so blue. And I went, what? <laughs> and I stuck my tongue out and I took a selfie. To, I mean, so I could see, cause I didn't have a mirror. And I went, oh my God. So I take a picture, I text it to Patton. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I didn't even notice. Babe, you gotta be more, you have to be more, um, sweetie, like protective defense, of your of your people. Like, what yeah, if I had like just, green salad in my tooth? Would you have told Cause, me? Because I would have Why been able to see that. Things? I didn't see your tongue because when you talk, you don't stick your tongue out like Gene Simmons. You just speak normally. <laughs> so unless unless you're really looking for it, I wouldn't have seen it. And then Bob, also, you wandered away to talk to your friend. So I didn't see the process of it turning blue as you were doing it. I was talking to I someone else. I was standing else. talking with you for a while while I was eating those well, little blue M&Ms. You know what? It showed uh, AFC Richmond spirit to turn your tongue blue for the team. Well, I was mortified. And then I was like, I wasn't even hungry anymore, but I thought, okay, I'll just keep eating the popcorn. Maybe that'll, maybe it'll act like sandpaper and scrape nope. it off my tongue. That didn't Hell work. No. Then I'm like, let me guzzle some of this drink. It was like apple. It was, it was cider, like cider, beer, yeah. cider, like apple flavored. It was delicious. And I was like swishing it between my, I was doing everything I possibly could. And I kept going up to my friend Todd and he's like, let me see now. And I'd like flash my tongue. And he's like, Nope, still there. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty funny. It just had a big blue tongue. And then, um, and then we hung out with the cast for a little bit at the after party. And then we went, that, that oh, is the, the latest we we've been awake up. for a long time, by the way. Wait, was the like, reason we brought, the reason we brought it up was because we were talking about being little hobbits and yeah. the star, one of the stars of Ted Lasso is the most beautiful, talented, incredible oh Hannah Waddingham. And Hannah she is stunning. She's an Amazon woman. She's like, if Wonder Woman were blonde. Yes. And we took a picture exactly with her. Is. Yeah. And we were hanging out with her. We really like her. And we were hanging out and then we took a picture together and Pat and I are literally like, toadstools next to her we're just little <laughs> 40s and she's just this beautiful elegant statue and it was pretty funny it looked she like she was doing a, an ad for like a local 
garden supply warehouse and they had a pose with a couple of the gnomes. Here are your you two garden gnomes like, you can get. Yeah, like, hey, it's, you know, there's gnome place like gnome, says Hannah Waddingham. <laughs> like it was, it was so just her with two hobbits. She was with two hobbits. Um, I have to say regarding us both being equally sized uh, height-wise ish, you're you're like an inch taller than me, maybe, I think. Yeah. Or two. Maybe you're two inches taller. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you know, whenever I'm with my best friend is an actress also. So sometimes we do the red carpet together and, or just in general, when we take a picture together, she's taller than me and I'm short and it fits perfectly because she could put her arm around me and we just fit together like a great looking puzzle. (laughs) Yeah. With you, we're like two of the same size Legos, but it's like, you can't, it's like, where do we put our arms? If I put my arm over you, my shoulders above my, like we don't, yeah. it's very hard to take a, a good looking picture together. Well, you always work out before we do things like, okay, put your arm here on my hip, not my Yeah, shoulder, but it still but never you know. works. I'm always awkward next to you. And it, it it would really be great if, I mean, I'm not saying please be taller, but <laughs> it would be great if like lips. you were on an Apple box or something. Oh, for the love and of God. Just so that we fit better on the red carpet. <laughs> Because really, the only look that works for us is like separated and holding hands. Because <laughs> otherwise, one of us looks well, really weird. Well, then that's weird. a cute look. Yeah, it's cute. but then they're all like, "Put your faces together." Oh God, uh, I know. that's annoying. Oh, guys, leave us alone. So, babe, considering we're both tiny little hobbits, and we just yeah. said that we were gonna, um, well, I said we're gonna both do that trampoline thing. Let's pick our favorite song and let's go jump. <laughs> uh, we might as well. I'm very enthused. We you, might as oh! well jump. You might as well no. jump. No. Might as well jump. Might By the way, that well song jump. is about How it. How does it go? Might as well jump. Jump. Boom, boom. Go song ahead about, and jump. A song about suicide, by the way. Oh, okay. No, it is not. Yes, it is. The inspiration was uh, David Lee Roth heard about a guy that was on top of a building about to kill himself and the crowd below started going, jump. <gasps> so that's where he got the inspiration for the song. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. better not jump. Jumping will kill you. (laughs) Um, Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Um, Don't forget, send in questions to hey, did you get my text at gmail.com? Or you can even go to the website and uh, leave a voice message and maybe we will play it on our show. Have a great day. Hi, guys. (laughs) Might as well jump. Might as well jump. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to... Hey, did you get my text? At gmail.com. And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and it helps us get to keep making the show. Starburns Audio. A podcast. A podcast network.